This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's Power Cash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. We're back for another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm your host. Joe DeLeon, joined by my wonderful friend, former teammate at the University of Rhode Island, Sean Anderson. Sean, did we really think that we were going to get to this point? And it's this week. I, I'm, we're going right into it. I'm not going to code over anything. Everything is coming down to the final fallout. Everything is falling apart. We've actually had major FBS programs not make announcements, but already inclinations that they are going to push to the spring. We've also had the MAC already do so. Big Sky Missouri Valley Football Conference. Did we actually think that we were going to get here? I believe that we did, but we did it in a way I think was correct. Because all I see all day is these other stupid sports journalists that are going back and forth with these with these fans on Twitter. And for some reason, there's a narrative. And I saw Craig Haley getting crushed this week. Hey, Craig, we're standing with you there. We know that you right, are not right. pushing for the cancellation of fall sports. This is, this is our work and our job. I don't know why people believe that just because we are speculating that something's going to happen. Also, we were in the, we were in it. So I think we can have some valid right. speculation. Uh, but people that are actually living this life uh, in the, in the media, and it's not like we're talking to ADs like Craig is. We're not talking to ADs and coaches like all these other ESPN reporters, all these other people that are higher up than us are. So if, if it's a lot of kill on the messenger that I've seen, a lot of it. So I would like to thank our listeners for just, you know, being here with us and taking it with us, taking it all in. Uh, because we definitely, we weren't rooting for the cancellation of false seasons by any means, but we also kept an eye on the possibility of it happening. Uh, so I think we stayed pretty neutral, yet passionate, which I, I don't know why these other people can't do so. It doesn't seem that hard. I'm glad you brought this up early 
because I have been frustrated from seeing the interactions on social media. Luckily, we have not had any of those interactions. No one has called for us because we have done everything that everyone else has been doing, which is reporting on it, talking about possibilities, uh, basically conveying the information that we're hearing from different people. And for whatever reason, fans and also some analysts are just attacking the hell out of beat reporters who are just reporting the information. Like you said, nobody is rooting for there to not be a season. People are going to lose their jobs if there is no college football season. There's nothing to talk about for us if there's no FCS season. We have to completely figure out what we're going to do once we're out of news to cover. And on top of that, people are covering it because there's nothing else to cover. They're doing their jobs. They're talking about what's going on right now. So stop coming after uh, Sam Herter, Brian McLaughlin, and uh, uh, Craig Haley on Twitter because you're mad that your FCS team isn't playing. We support all three of you guys, but you shouldn't be yelling at them. It made me think of the uh, there's a, a meme circulating right now on Twitter. The you know the Eric Andre one where he he shoots uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Hannibal, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like. Uh, it's like COVID nineteen shooting Hannibal, who's the college football season, and then the the, the 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 quote is, "Why would journalists do this?" Yeah, exactly. That's what we have right now. If people wore masks, we wouldn't be here. I will say, I, I have been somewhat. Uh, there are a couple outliers, but for for the majority, I've seen pretty good response from the FCS fandom. Uh, I I haven't seen them um, getting you know all all their panties in a bunch because they're just normal people and not these crazy crazy lunatic fans that are, are in the uh, FBS people who, who think that they should be the general manager that are just crushing these reporters who are, are not even doing anything wrong. It's not like they're saying, I hope this doesn't happen. It's not like they're talking like they know more than you. Uh, they're, they're just reporting the news. And if there's a little bit of speculation, you can deal with it because they're being pros. Normal conversation with normal people. They're saying, oh, it ain't happening. Or I don't want it to happen. Or, or oh, it's definitely going to happen. Whereas everybody else that's just doing their job is just saying, here's a possibility. I, I don't know why the scrutiny is being laid on so thick. Sean, did you also see Mark Titus of Fox Sports? Oh, he's uh, getting analyst? crushed. I love it. Be, be, because he tweeted. So, if, folks, if you didn't see this, he tweeted, as we all spend the day pointing out how dysfunctional and devoid of unified leadership college football as a whole is, I'd like to remind everyone that the governing body known as the NCAA will never in its has never in its 110 plus year history officially crowned a division one champion in football, which I guess that's true for FBS, but Mark, you're forgetting to acknowledge the fact that they crown a champion for FCS. So you pissed off every FCS fan as well as writer analyst. The fact that he said this statement is okay. It not, it's not okay. I it, it it is. It's one thing to make that statement, but the actions afterwards are very confusing to me because he is not correcting himself despite the major mistake, and then he's blocking every. He's blocking people. So, everybody, like somewhat notable people that are following and covering the FCS. He's just blocking them. That that's that makes yourself look really good, Mark. So I don't even weak. know who the hell this guy is, by the way. Before I. Uh, I, I even saw any of this 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 interaction. So, Mark, I don't know who you are. I don't care who you are. You're an idiot. That is weak. That you, I mean, you're just gonna block uh, FCS fans, Nation Radio. 
what are we right. doing? It, it, it's so soft. Why are you so soft? Don't be soft. How many people have we blocked, Joe? I, I've never blocked anyone. I have never blocked anyone unless someone sends sends me spam or yes. check out my picks. Like, I, of course, I'm not going to block anyone. But I've never – if I make a mistake, don't delete your tweet that, or and block people. Those are the two things that you don't do. If you make a mistake, you own up to it and say, hey, guys, I said something stupid. Uh, you're, you're talking to a notorious tweet deleter. Yeah, I know yeah, you Yeah, but do those tweets you, normally you tweet, get sent out at like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you tweet, you tweet them at 3 in the morning. I text you in the morning and you, you resp- I, I say, what, what the hell is this? Why would you tweet this? <laughs> There's no context, no quote to it. It's just random crap. You normally – you normally get beat me to it by about 30 minutes when I have to just wake up and see what, what I did. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Twitter's been a bloodbath. Uh, yes. but, I mean, there's there, also, it's just information overload today on Twitter. I, I cannot get a firm footing with any clear path of, of where college football is headed. At least FCS has given us, you know, some stuff to work with. You know, we got uh, Big Sky, uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference. Uh, flexing to the spring, even though uh, MV F- FC is has the ability to play non-conference, which is what uh, North Dakota State is, I guess, uh, right now trying to do. Given Trey Lance's tweet, we want to play, so he obviously has intentions mm-hmm. of of trying to use his voice and try to play this season, whether it be with North Dakota State or not. Uh, that that's yet to be found out, but they have that option to play non-conference. And if it's any team in the FCS that chooses to do so, I guess if we were to send a representative, it would be North Dakota State. So we have a couple of floaters, if you will, that are still not making a decision yet. The Ohio Valley Football Conference is still not said anything. There's just a couple other ones that are still remaining in the mix here. I will say what we have from the MAC deciding to punt to the spring and a possibility for the Big Ten in the Pac-12, which is going to – the hammer is going to come down soon. It's all been speculation. It just has not been officially announced yet. I would expect that the FCS does come down soon. So we don't know for sure what is going to be the college football landscape this year. I want to cover something that was brought up uh, on Twitter a little bit later in the show, but we do know right now is that a lot of these guys – are transferring at the FCS level if their programs decided not to play. So JMU is one of the programs that said, all right, we're going to figure this out. We're going to play a non-conference football schedule. They then said, never mind, we're, we're not going to, we can't do this. There's not enough teams playing. There's not really going to be a playoff. We might as well just wait till the spring. So we, we had a lot of guys transfer from JMU, choose to go to Virginia. Uh, D'Angelo Amos, being one of them that uh, Virginia has just been sweeping right now with getting a lot of really talented players. Paul Graton is heading to UCLA, the talented interior offensive lineman from Villanova. Chinga Hodge, the receiver from Villanova, is going to Virginia Tech. It has been uh, a huge transition from FCS guys that had just a little bit of notoriety picking up major offers. That makes me happy because even without football, we know that these programs still recognize the talent that these guys have. Yep. And if things work out in some of these teams and these conferences do play, we'll get to see them. But the thing that you brought up, Sean, is Trey Lance. Now, if they play a non-conference schedule, they play a non-conference schedule. But if they don't, is Trey Lance actually going to transfer or is he just going to declare? There's a lot of debate about that right now. I... I don't have the answer. 
obviously you don't have the answer, but if I were Trey Lance right now, you're being looked at as a top tight end quarterback, regardless of conference, regardless of anything you could declare uh, with one season under your belt and people still have that film on you and they can still see what you're able to do. I wouldn't say that if you declared you go and be a first rounder immediately, wouldn't say that. I think if you played one more season, even if he played a season three quarters as good as he played last year, I would put him in the first round uh, for the draft year that he declares. But right now, one season under your belt, that's pretty difficult to do. I mean, we saw Isaiah Coulter, who was a junior, declare for the draft, and we thought that was um, – we don't Absurd. see that often. <laughs> we, we really don't right. see that often. Normally, FCS guys, they go for four years, they work for four years, and they put their best foot on tape. And they try to get that shot. And they, a lot of them who really do that and really deserve to be in the NFL, they get that shot. Trey Lance, I'd say, already deserves to be at that next level. But it all, it also depends on what we saw this last year with the cancellation of pro days and a lot of the FCS guys getting bumped down uh, to lack of exposure. And still, North Dakota State, no one's going to say that they get more exposure than anybody in the Pac-12 or any of the Power Fives. That's not true. Um, so if he transferred, took a job, did that, okay, first rounder. If he didn't transfer, stayed. Uh, maybe next year, if everything even gets canceled this spring, plays another season, North Dakota State plays well enough, first year, for, gets drafted. So it's just when he wants to get into the NFL, I guess, and, and how he wants to do it. Um, I, I don't think that much is going to change along his path of getting there. Uh, or I don't think, regard, I think regardless of the path he takes, he'll still get there. Um, but I, right now, he's saying he wants to play. Nothing in the portal, no declaration of transferring. Sounds like he wants to stick with uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, if I were to guess what I see with right now, if if North Dakota State does not play a schedule, I bet he declares for the draft because you think about it, it's going to be another week of figuring this stuff out. And if there's teams that are playing, he then has to figure out where he wants to go play in a short span of time. He has to go to camp late, then learn a new playbook, learn a new offense, mesh with new receivers – I think that's just too many moving pieces for a quarterback. Now, you can get away with that with a guy like Spencer Brown and Ellerson Smith, uh, offensive tackle and edge from you and I, because those positions, it's still going to be tough to translate, but you could still step in without a fully uh, full understanding of, of what the playbook is. It's it, more learning the language. To, yeah, it's more learning the language, but the quarterback has to know everything. That would be a huge learning curve. So for his perspective... Why would I go somewhere, not do so good the first couple games because I'm still getting a feel for things and then possibly hurt my draft stock? I then have to stick things out from a school at a school that maybe I don't really want to be at because I much rather would be at North Dakota State. So there's a lot of variables uh, here for Trey Lance. And Sean, another thing I just want to toss out there before we move on to the next topic if we end up with a full FCS at the spring, which looks like the most likelihood of, of happening, and these these teams are playing throughout the spring, throughout the pre-draft process, I think that we're going to get a lot of guys that play four or five games, maybe less, that are considered to be draft prospects, and then say, I'm out, I've already talked to an agent, I'm signing with him, I'm going to go get ready for the draft. So it is going to be a, 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 not, a bit messy dealing with all of this if the season does go on in the spring. Yeah, I have stronger feelings about um, players at higher schools and higher institutions that are already being looked at as first-round, second-round players 
right out of this, right, you know, after the last game that they played or, or through four games. You know, if you're, if you're an offensive tackle for Georgia and you're already being declared as one of the top three tackles and then you were to say, I'm out, mm, that kind of that bites me a little bit. But FCS guys, uh, they got to they gotta do everything that they possibly can to, to, to get into that realm and that, that possibility of getting drafted or getting picked up. So I don't, I, don't, I don't mind as much for some reason. I mean, still, football team, football team, player down, player down. I don't mind that as much if that's what's going to happen. And if they have something they really believe that they can get this uh, shot and if they, if they play the last six games and, and that, I mean, that's, you're always scrapping against everything a little bit more. So FCS guy saying, "Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to sprain an ankle in week eight versus Elon. I don't mind that." Sean, you brought up earlier how the past, let's say, twenty-four hours that we're recording on Monday, past twenty-four hours, there have been, there has been a just a lot of information put out there on social media that you can't really figure out what what is what. Who stands with what? There is a, a lot of disagreements on, on Twitter just based on what people think they want. Max pushing, like we already said, Big Ten, Pac-12 looks like they're pushing to the spring too, or they're just not going to try and play a, a fall season. Then uh, information that I was very interested in came up on social media from at jbook thirty seven quoting something from the Dan Patrick show saying the SEC is trying to buy time right now. They are reaching out to schools who want to play to join them for a one year for a super conference. The SEC office is trying to negotiate an exclusive TV deal for this. So I'm guessing Sean, if if that's what we get, it'll be 20 or so teams of programs that are in good financial standing that don't want to risk the huge hit they would take from not having a football season, that know that they would make money off of a TV deal because their brands are so large, and then use some of that money to add further precautions to protect players. That is just my speculative guess, and I think that that is probably the the, the saving grace for the 2020 college football season is 20 to 25 teams playing in one conference. Uh, I, I, I mean, if so much has changed, I'm actually starting to like that idea. I know that it could send the NCAA crumbling. I also know that um, whatever Cardinals player it was that, that, or there was an MLB player that just left his hotel and now he's on, you know, people just don't listen. A lot of people don't listen, so that's why I can't get fully on board with any plan until there's some type of measure that can eradicate human error, a.k.a. a vaccine. Something that we could fall back on and say, okay, even if so-and-so happens, at least we have this. Right now, if so-and-so happens, we got nothing except for staying inside for 14 days with, with uh, and hand sanitizer. I'd say if you were in that super bubble or super, super conference uh, – Probably the amenities for keeping players safe would be as good as they would would, would be better than anything uh, just from a standard conference. Like with the Broncos, when they're sanitizing people just walking out, you know, that's something that I, I could see them implementing. But I also see human error, and I see it all the time. 
So I cannot fully get on board with it, even though I feel like it's the best option for everybody that actually wants to see some form of college football being played in the fall. Where the confusion now really comes into play is we've been talking about, and we talked about it last show and on previous shows, how there is a wave of players saying that they don't want to play if, if things are not safe for them. That was happening in the Pac-12. That was why we talked about it. They talked about their united front and the changes that they wanted made. Then on Sunday night, the hashtag, we want to play, literally by every single Power 5 athlete, plus some from other conferences, tweeted this. I don't know if there was some level of unification where people were talking. Uh, A Washington State defensive tackle created a graphic that everyone posted, which I thought was pretty cool. But everyone is working together to push this movement of unification and saying, we want to play, but you guys need to figure this out. You need to find a way to make this safe for us. And if guys don't feel comfortable, they should not be penalized for it. So now we have this, this, this union. This is not an actual union, but they are working together. A united to, front. Uh, yeah, I already said that. I just didn't want to use the same... The, the same word. I was trying to use a, a different word. It's yeah. called varying Union. vocabulary. Union. But I, you, you derailed me there a little bit. Everything here is... We're, 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 we don't know what, what who wants to play and what. We know people are saying they want to play, but then there's people that don't want to play. So we don't know how many athletes for sure actually want to try and play in this season. So with all of that, how do we make this work? How can we make this work? Is there a, a plausible idea to allow the guys that want to play for the programs that are capable of playing? Is there something that can be done? Obviously, we're not expert experts in being uh, uh, understanding COVID and, and medicine and health, and, and we're not doctors. But well, everyone we, is we can at least Yeah, we, we can at least speculate and pitch something here. I... I don't even know if this were to be set up, everything's set up, if the medical leaders on the college football advisory board, I don't know how much power that they have, but that's where the whole uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, all that pushdown came from. Well, it was because of the, the medical experts that are aligned with college football and their board were expressing concerns about the lasting impacts if you get COVID on people's hearts and bodies. The Vikings just had a guy on their team who found out he had an enlarged heart because he had COVID. Not, or, or because he had a COVID test. Um, they're still doing research on this stuff. I should have worded that better. COVID yeah, wait, didn't wait, give, the, yeah, he didn't get that from yeah, yeah, COVID. Yeah. COVID he, did he, not give they him found an it, They yeah. found it from the test, and they realized he had a medical condition. Right. We still don't know a lot about ourselves. We don't know about what's going to happen if you get it uh, back in whatever. When was it? When The 50s? Before the cancer was put on the the cigarette label, smoke them up, mm-hmm. and then oh right oh thirty years here's cancer, here have it. I mean people still make that decision to this day. They'll still smoke and they know they're gonna get it. Uh, so everyone's gonna have their own risks that they choose to run in their lives. That's true. But if you are in a board that can try to minimize the risk and you're gonna be like the general surgeon and post this label on it, we're not gonna ban it, but we're gonna say hey this could happen. You have to do something like that. So I don't even know if you can get cleared uh, without clearing through the medical advisory boards. I, I don't know. I don't know the power structure. 
I don't know if it, right. how the checks and balances work in these uh, top level uh, legislator in the in the NCAA and college football and all this. I don't know who wields the power. It, it, Fifty doctors could come out and it could just be some suit that comes out and says, hey, that's cool. We're going to do this. So it, it, it's all up for grabs right now for me. I'm still conflicted, and I, I, I was saying this on Twitter with the idea that I, I pitched out there. Um, I'm still conflicted on whether or not I think it's it's right for these guys to play. But the, the, the base thing here needs to be prioritizing the wants, the needs, the health of the athletes. Yes. It should not be based on financial uh, desperation by these institutions. If Correct. these guys want to – because that's what the NCAA is supposed to be. It's supposed to be an organization that allows players – to play the sports that they love at the college level. Right. Uh, it's not, it's not really supposed to be a, a money maker for these colleges. It ended up turning into that. This needs to be prioritization for the players. So if, if these conferences decide and say, Hey, look, we maxed everything out. We figured it all out and we can't keep you guys hundred percent safe and we don't want to risk it. We don't want to put you guys through it. I would be happy with that. Conversely, if the schools with the right amount of money to form the super conference said, we figured it out. You guys can play if you want to. If not, you're good. Then they should play some games. The weird idea that I have, and there could be a million errors with this. I could definitely get tweets from people that say, like, this is a terrible idea. But I'm just pitching something here. So if we go with the Super Conference, you get yes. 25 teams. Let's say 20, 25 teams. Every school that has the amount of money to, and you pool additional money from the TV deal, you create a bubble for just the football team, right? Because that's the only sport that's going to be able to play during this because it's the only one that can produce TV deal money. You put them in a hotel near campus. Every school has a hotel on campus for fans that come to watch games. You put them all in the hotel. They're not allowed to go anywhere but the hotel, mm. to the training facility, mm -hmm. uh, anything that's football related. Yep. They should be in only online classes, Yeah. which I'm pretty sure most classes are hybrids to some extent. Keep them from interacting with other students. That is where things get complicated because even happen. if these guys and Ivory brought this up when I was talking with him on the show, that even if everybody is super careful and you walk into a class, all it takes is one dude to just be at a party the night before and have not been giving a crap to have it and then pass it along to his classmates. So keep everybody away from everyone. Allow them to go to class, train, practice. And it's essentially a, a mini bubble for all 25 of these teams. Charter, fly, separate from anything that requires um, major public transit, like going through an airport. Keep the games relatively close in distance. And then if there's anybody at these programs that is maybe a draft-eligible guy, a, a junior or a senior, that wants to transfer, should be allowed to transfer to one of these schools to go play. That's, I think that is as simple as, as it could be. There's probably a million moving pieces that I'm missing. But that could be a way that this thing works. But I don't know if those teams, these schools are willing to say, guys, you can't go to class if you want to do this. You're going to have to do onlines. Guys, you can't go to the dining hall. You have to take the, the catered food that we're giving you. I just don't know if that's actually going to work. What city would it be in? That's what I want to know. Why don't we just send them out to the Badlands where – to a school where nobody's reporting to campus. You don't need a major stadium because there's going to be no fans in the stand. Send them somewhere to a school that has a football field or, or uh, somewhere that, that has, um, what do you want, three football fields within a 10-mile um, radius? Sure. Are you saying send all of them there? Yeah. 
Oh, that's not going to be enough space for them, dude. <laughs> There's no way. You're saying 20 teams. I think it's going to be like 15, maybe 10. Regardless. I guess he can make that work, yeah. The NBA is playing in a bubble. Right, right. But okay. they're on a, a campus with a lot of space, and it's not football, it's basketball. I get it. But how big of a field do you really need? You need 120 yards, uh, 53 feet uh, width. Okay, but the how do you organize practice schedules and how do you organize facilities for these guys? I'm just I'm just pointing out. No, no, no. That's fine. Because I've thought about know. it before. I don't know. Maybe maybe go to somewhere, uh, play at high school fields. I know Fairfax County has like ten high schools within that all have football fields within a, a ten mile radius. It would have to be a safe, safe area that doesn't have a lot of. Ca- I look. Okay, the, so the, how the about somewhere the in the Badlands? Here, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure right. that they have uh, somewhere out there. I'm not saying it's Fairfax County, but they could make it work. If not, you're just going to be putting kids in cities, or they're going to be on campus, and nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to listen. They don't. We. Uh, yeah, we don't listen. Right. Nobody listens. No one in America listens, dude. Nope. I, it's not. It, <laughs> I cannot get past it. I cannot get past the people that, that won't wear a mask. I can't get past any of that. You don't want it. You just don't want to be told what to do. And you know who really doesn't want to do that? Is is boomers and college kids don't like being told what to do. <laughs> That's like our whole listening base. <laughs> I, 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 no, no. Our, our listeners, stellar. I love our listeners. I'm not know, casting dispersions on them. They no, have been yeah. phenomenal. But if we're going to no, generalize. But I'm, saying like the, I'm saying like the demographics is all guys attending these schools or people that are in their 40s and 50s. I feel like there's no in between. <laughs> I but just, I understand what you're saying. Right. You right. can't get pro athletes. Our listeners are, our listeners are not like that. I know. You can't get pro athletes that are bank- making millions of, of dollars or, or hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars to just do it. This is their job, you know? People mm-hmm. think that they're above it. Everybody thinks that they're above it. They get sick. They shut down everything. And at the end of the day, as you can tell, none of us have any idea no clue. how to fix this. No clue. And you almost wonder how much do the people at, top, uh, you know, at the very top exactly. <laughs> know how to fix this other than just shutting it down. And that seems to be the answer right now is just shutting it down let's play it safe we're still figuring it out we we're just going to continue to pitch some ideas maybe someone listens from a a, a, a you know a big big uh from somewhere big that, that would pass happen. it along yeah i, I doubt why it why don't would. you text thor your idea have him send it up the have him send i don't it up have his ranks. phone number i don't have his phone number if i te- if i texted him he'd be like who the hell is this and why do you have my phone number um, Sean, do you have any closing thoughts? Because uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not I, running out of steam, but it's just uh, we're we're I, at no, this no, point I'm where it's you. just the it, same it, thing it, every time. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to thank our listeners for being so kind to us uh, right. and understanding where yeah, we come from. Yeah, not berating us. We have right. um, very empathetic listeners or empathy, empathy, uh, empathetic, yeah, yeah very empathetic, empathetic listeners, which I enjoy. Uh, I, I really haven't found one of you that decides to reach out on Twitter where I'm like, oh. That sucked. No, you guys are all um, you guys are all great, and you've been great through all right. of this, and we wanted to thank you. Um, again, you know, feel free to reach out to us if you have thoughts. If if you want to argue, me and Joe are, are, are for that. Uh, that's no big deal to us. Respect respectfully, though. 
I don't like it when I, I not that I don't like it, but I've had people reach out to me for other shows. And if you're an ass, I'm just not going to respond to you. I'll but respond. if you have a, if you'd like to provide a counterpoint, <laughs> I'd, I'd be more than willing to, uh, to converse and just hear thoughts. I, you know, I like the, the, the conversations that we've had over the past few weeks on social media with some people has been uh, very pleasant. If you're going to say, you know what you should do? You should just give everybody the shot of COVID in the arm and then let them have it once and then start the season. Don't tweet that to me because I've heard that too many times to stomach. <laughs> uh, All right, Joe, you want to uh, you want to close us out? Yeah, yeah, I'll close this out here. Well, thanks for listening in again, folks, as we still try to figure out what the hell is going on with college football. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like subscribe do whatever you need to do to continue to keep track of the show give us a a uh, review if you enjoy listening to it also go follow us on social media at joe de Leon. you can follow sean at sanderson radio and at believe podcasts on twitter and instagram uh you can also find us on believe.com as well as apple Podcasts, google play stitcher iHeartRadio, spotify all that good stuff We're just going to continue to do what we've been doing. One show a week, updating you. Hopefully there is some good news next week. who know safety isn't a catchphrase it's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe for the safety minded who watch everyone's backs Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done